Hello and welcome to the match report, hosted, of course, by Free in Midfield, Cahill, Kojo, and Darren. Of course, we are joined some by some excellent guests. The Lawless, how you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Just you know, you sure? I'm here to to get through this show and then look forward to bigger and better things with the transfer window. I'll take I'll take whatever's coming to me today and put it past me. That's what I'm Provided saying. Provided he wasn't upside, by the way. It was good. Well, <laughs> we'll get, hold your horse that, bro, Listen. Boy, give me a chance to breathe. Like, I'm like, come on, man. It's straight on your neck, bro. It's like, Jesus, man. Man. He's coming at me with the offside business oh mate but yeah no i'm looking forward to getting into some some football talk and ash how you doing sir yeah not too bad man it's been a while but thanks for having me back man i'm looking forward to it i'm not, I'm not sure about this but does Kojo always bring you on when you guys lose because i feel like you're you're just a <laughs> rant away from you're a loss away from a massive rant do you know what? i think the only time i've been on here is when we've lost still damn mad in it boy that's, that's not, not bad on purpose happened, that's not on purpose i can't, I can't... <laughs> That's cool, it? it's cool. It feels like all the London clubs are just in the mud right now, today, you know. It's, hey, I mean, I, I, we, much, we got a point, much. but, but yeah. uh, you got a point. Let's get into the games as I load up the uh, bloody fixtures. There we go. Match day 23, not 24. <sighs> But, of course, the first game we are going to have to start with is, of course, Manchester United versus West Ham. 1-0 to Manchester United. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the, the guest talk first. I know you're, 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 you're out there, Darren. You're just active. You're ready to go. You're ready to fight. But, that, but Lawless, corruption at the theatre of dreams, correct? <laughs> Look, like, we... <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll start with we'll start with that decision, right? Now, it's one of them ones, like, during the time of the... Well, I was watching it, yeah. They didn't come out and do all the line business. I've seen people do their retrospective lines, and I can't speak to the uh, validity of those lines, yeah? You know, sometimes people like to turn it, you know, a little bit of a few degrees left or right to help them out. But what I will say... Yeah, what I will say is this. There's just question marks over if the if the roles were reversed and it was up the other end, whether that would be ruled off or not. All I'm saying is that. But it does not excuse the shocking pass that led up to that. And that basically summed up the entire game, the lack of quality. I mean, it was the worst game of football for the, for the, uh, the whole weekend. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible game of football from both sides. Um, but yeah, our quality was not there that day. So many misplaced passes and just poor final balls and like just it, that that compounded it. Like that was just shot. We had like a few what like a minute to go, if that, and you're playing like just a sloppy pass like that right at the end to go and give the other team a goal that you know may or may not be corrupt uh, but nah, yeah bad bad day at the office and it just shows we need some signings in because a lot of players weren't up to standards that day and some some of them need to be dropped but we can't drop them 
We will come back to the signings, but we're going to go to the Manchester United fans. It's Darren, he, he jumped in there straight away. He said it wasn't offside. The Lions weren't squiggly enough. They were straight. They were accurate. Cavani was onside. It was a fantastic goal from Rashford, correct? Yeah, mm, yeah, that was all right. Um, do you know what? The Dan basically said it. Like neither team could pass the ball. Um, that being said, you're you had the best midfielder on the pitch by a long way. Um, and you know who I'm talking about. He was head and shoulders by <laughs> Now I'm talking about I'm talking about the best number six slash eight in the league, and Declan Declan Rice. Um, yes, made out it. For me, we had periods of control in the game, uh, which is better than really has been throughout Ragnick's reign, maybe even a little bit before that, because Wayne had really struggled with control the games. Um, his changes weren't crap, which was a nice, refreshing change from like the last three years and a bit, because his changes have been somewhat ropey in the last few games as well. Um, but I will say this. Like, I kind of the improvement is is there, but it's slow, and it's making me need to question the intelligence of the players that made out have because made out um, there've been stories about how Ragnik has simplified what pressing triggers to look for, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they now had to change shape three times, and that was a four-three-three, and we're finally getting there. It's a bit like getting blown out of a stone. Um, but yeah, there weren't there weren't a massive um, it was a massive game. It wasn't something to shout about really. We weren't that good. We were just able to control the game better than we had done for a long time. But that doesn't necessarily mean you did really well. Maguire did okay though, um, and uh, I mean Antonio is probably one of the hardest uh, nines to play, and he did well. Uh, him ever and. Uh, did well dealing with him because he's a match for anybody on his day. Um, Marcel did well coming on the bench. Um, he got booed and Kavai didn't, which is mm, they both don't want to be here. So um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're, I don't know what made out fans are trying to prove by making blatant favoritism, especially when one of them has scored a goal to get the team into a major cup final when the other one is Edison Cavani. So I suppose it's. It's, it's favoritism. Um, also, there's some other things made out that aren't really about the game that's happened that shows how like awful the fan base is. I'll quickly touch on uh, what happened with Pogba. He uh, posted something about basically his his Islamic faith and got hammered for it. Had to take it down. Guy never takes anything down. You see all of the sort of stick he gets for like posts where he starts with his brothers at a wedding. When he was injured three weeks ago, he never takes that down. But posts about his personal religion on Instagram got taken down. So it makes you wonder um, what was said to him. And uh, for me, I have no doubt that a fair chunk, if not all, were United fans, based on basically how they've treated him since he got here. Um, so it was a bit. It was a bit of a crappy weekend. Didn't, didn't feel with too much joy, to be honest. I mean, that's the thing about Pogba, man. He's, it's, he's always going to be devi divisive amongst the fan base. There are going to be players, people that love him, even people that don't support Manchester United. I include myself in that, that love him as a football player. I think he's fantastic. But 
I mean, bloody hell, man. If, you, if you're injured, you can't do anything. You just got to be still. You got to lay on your sick bed and just wait and count the, count the minutes and up until you're, you're back in the training pitch taking photos and playing playing for Manchester United, I guess. But anyway, just, we'll go to... Go on. Yeah, I just, I just, I just find it funny how you know, some United fans can uh, pick their favourites from people that are injured and can't play to people that basically say they don't want to be here since they joined and then probably leave at the end of the season. It's because it's because people like Cavani will post, and there is because we all footballers do this. But people like Cavani, because he posts on his social media that he's running on a treadmill at home, trying to get fit. That's why they love it. Whereas Pogba just goes to pray and is like, "Well, why are you not on a treadmill running with Cavani?" It's that kind of nonsense. It's stupidity. That's that's just the be and end of it. A lot of the yeah, United but- are quite frankly gross. They're stupid. No, no, they're stupid. They're all professional athletes, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Exactly. They all do the same thing, but just because you saw one guy doing on social media, and they did that. Yeah. It's like, oh, why don't you speak when it's, this guy's talking? It's like, why, why, yeah. what would he do for you? Because if he says something, you're not gonna have a problem with that too. Yeah. You know, it's just they're all just stupid, man. They're just. They're, they're I mean, Koja, we'll, we'll 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 go to you about uh, another guy that's been getting some flack recently in the in the press. Marcus Rashford, two goals in two. Everything's mm. forgiven now, right? Uh. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. <laughs> Now, you know what? For him, I'm just I'm glad that you know he's he's fighting the goals um because his end product at times is is horrifying. But um this season. This season, this season, like previous seasons he's been good. I mean, last last season played with half a body and still scored 20 plus goals, so he did well. Um but no, this season he's had a bit of a tough time, obviously, and um the criticism has been way over the top with him as well. So came off the bench um at Brentford. Took one shot, found the back of the net, and in this game as well, good run at the, um, at the far post to make sure that he was there to get at the end of Cavani's cross. It's a good goal for him as well. Um, I'll just say we we managed to sneak that game because Newcastle and Newcastle, West Ham were um, naive towards the end. So you see Suchek bombing forward, even though he didn't need to in that situation. Um, Owen obviously miscontrolled the pass. The pass wasn't good, as um, Lola said. And then Federicks was also trying to like support, and it's like you know, I know. You're trying to you're trying to you know cement your spot inside that sort of European bit, the Europa League, maybe Champions League spots. But sometimes, whether it's home or away, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes you have to just try and measure how the game's going and say, okay, you know what? Maybe we don't need to commit so much. Suchek was pretty much set forward. He was near enough, um, Mikel Antonio, and that created a problem when you're now trying to uh, recover. So, um, yeah, I think that moment of naivety gave me United the three points. That's what it was, um, and that's about it, really. To be fair to West Ham, though, it, it, it's a it's a European player six pointer that game. No, it is. Both teams want to come away with a W there, and the draw doesn't really suit either. So I can understand why um, they were committed um, because long are the days where a point at Old Trafford is a really good result. People can go to a win there now, and that, that is what it is. Like, why are you doing it in the last seconds of the game when it's like that much? <sighs> That's what I'm saying. But the goal was scored in the last second. The goal was scored in the last second. So that's how no, it was. It was, but May United have the the sort of the responsibility of being the home side to go for that goal. They West Ham don't have to go for it. And I understand you're right. They are trying to fight for top four, um, bare minimum top six, um, to make sure they stay in the Europa League. So you're absolutely right in that sense. But maybe it's against me being harsh, but I feel like sometimes you just gotta say, okay, you know what? Maybe we can get a goal because the possible win, if he miscontrols that, but they're still in position, they can still have the structure there to say, okay, we're here and we're good. But just that moment of naivety. But look, 
it happens, man. It happens, man. You'll you'll win or lose games. You just need to try and bounce back because that's two L's on the on the row now. So, um, yeah, you need a win in your next game. I mean, we'll bring you in, Ash. I mean, obviously, I, I feel like you believe that Manchester United are your closest or your biggest rivals to get that top four space. Oh, uh, yeah, space. I think so. I, I was saying this in, in some of my group chats. I think Man United are the favourites. Even I was saying this even even before Ragnik. Like, they've got a better squad than us. They've got a better squad than Arsenal. Obviously, got a better squad than West Ham. They've got the best squad for me. Like, Ragnik, people say, yeah, but oh, yeah, but they've got Ragnik's site. Like, that that for me isn't 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 really dismissive like that. You can't just say, "Oh, they got Ragnik; they're not going to get it." Because you know, if he he started with that four two two two, whatever that nonsense was, obviously now he's trying something different. If he can drill in, if if he can drill in what he wants to these players, they're not going to blow away teams. But you know, I I can see them, I can see them putting away teams like all the teams kind of below them. I can see them getting they'll get jammy wins. They will do. Like like this West Ham win, I was hoping for a draw. I was pissed when that goal went in, but they, yeah, they, for me they're going to be the favourites. For me, definitely. I mean, Lawless, you mentioned the transfer window is 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 closing very shortly, man. The the, the talk of uh, of Jesse Lingard, I imagine that's that's the player that you you desperately want. And others, though, I, I where where do you need to to shore up shop, and what what do you what will get you over that line? To I imagine you 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 want top four. What's going to get you over the line? We, we need a striker, like because after that performance, I'd be dropping Antonio. Like that was that was a terrible performance from him. Like the guy, like nothing. I don't think he's, he's been good. good. I don't think he's been good for a hot minute now. No, like. Yeah, he's like, yeah, especially last few weeks. There was a point like over the uh, towards the end of the year, he, this year he sort of started coming back into form. But since then, he's just, just gone off the boil again. And I think he's even said himself, like, I want a striker to come and push me. And you know, like, he knows no matter what he does, he can drop a like a one out of 10 performance and he's going to start again the next week because we got nothing else. And that's just not acceptable because at the end of the day, you can't put in performances like he did against Man United and, and keep his place. Um, he needs a bit of a kick up the backside. Um, he's got, and the thing is, over the next, over these few weeks, he's got three games for Jamaica, which that the travel schedule for that, for the, um, Amer like those Copa America teams or whatever is crazy. Um, so, At least yeah. Concaf, with, Concaf qualifies. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. Was it what was it World Cup? Oh yeah, was it was it's it World Cup? Yeah, it's World Cup. It's, yeah, it's World Cup they've got the CONCAF World Cup qualifying group. Yeah, CONCAF, yeah, that's it. Yeah. The the shit that yeah, the, some of the places like you can be going like, oh yeah, let me go to Trinidad and now I'm gonna go to Panama and now I'm gonna go to United States. It's, he's gonna come back and he's gonna have no he's gonna be he's gonna be knackered again. So like there's talks about um I think it's Borgia from um Chelsea, who's at Southampton at the moment, which would be, which is a sort of an ambitious move if they'll sell him to us. That's another thing. Um, we need a centre back for sure. Centre back like Zuma's back now, but Dawson, as we see that day, is not good enough. His passing is abysmal. Like he's just putting us under pressure every time he's trying to to play out from the back. So yeah, he's got to go. But yeah, hopefully we can get some people in Lingard. Like. Obviously, Man United are resistant to sell him to us because of the whole top four thing. Don't want to strengthen us, but he don't is want to. Is there go... to the northeast? 
He's going to the northeast. Yeah, he's going to Newcastle. No, I he don't. But the thing is, I, I've he, heard he he's doesn't got to accept it. Yeah, he wants. He needs to wants to go to Newcastle. Like you can accept their stupid ten million pound, ten million pound for a loan. That's pathetic, honestly. They they <laughs> they, they they need investigating. Um, but <laughs> you know, if you don't want to go, he's like, Do you know what? Why am I ain't going there? It's going to be cold. I'm going to be in a relegation battle. Let me just chill for a few more months, and I'll go West Ham for free. You know, so I'd be surprised. Yeah, if he but I mean, he's, I imagine he's going to get his, his wages covered. He's got. He's going to. It's only a loan, so it's not like I don't think there's an op option or, or obligation to buy from from Newcastle. And if he stays up, he's going to get a big contract from Newcastle, especially if he play, plays a, uh, plays a role in their survival. Wouldn't you say they're playing a dangerous As game, though, man? Because you're getting players that they don't really want to go, but you're you're incentivizing them with big money, and you're trying to get them to come and fight for you in a relegation scrap. It, you know what I mean? When thing, you need players, when your things are getting tough and your backs are against the wall, that they they will die for the cause. And we've seen it before. Like I, we've been in that situation. We've had certain players that are like these luxury players. When you're in a rele relegation battle, they're the ones that go missing. And yeah, if he's if he's if he's not really feeling it, do you really want him there? Just we know his quality, but you know Moyes. He he worked with Moyes before. Moyes got the best out of him. We were playing well. We were fourth when he joined West Ham last season. You know, so he come and he was part of something exciting. He weren't coming us to to stay up. So I don't know. I think that's just a, uh, and they, and and then pay 10, 10 million for the for the privilege again. That's no, but bro, okay, but like the ten million fee, do you know, because one Premier League size can't make um, six month um, when it comes to start to six months, you can't make a move because you're not they're not a foreign side. So they would command 10, 10 million for Lingard is not a bad deal. For for loan though, like if I'm paying ten, well, million, I'd pay ten million. Right no, okay, no, you're right. No, you're right for a loan. But then you could also consider maybe they're paying that just to get him there, and then when he runs out of contract, they just sign him on a free anyway. So it's like they mm. sign yeah, him, it's, or, it's ten million. That that's for a six-month loan. Yeah, but you've got to remember as well if when if Newcastle stay up, then the ball is really rolling. You say you don't want people to sign for you with a relegation dog fight if you need to fight, and I agree with that. Mm. But if they stay up and he's there, he already knows what's going on next season. He already knows what is about to happen. And he's there at the start. And then you've got an opportunity for him to play the majority of the games at World Cup year. You never know what's going to happen. So it's not as simple as would he want to join now just to worry about the relegation. Because if they get up, Ranieri's just been sacked. Watford are going for a terrible run. They get dragged into it even more. They get pulled down into the relegation battle, especially seeing as Newcastle won last week. It's on. It's really, really on for Newcastle to stay up. And if they do stay, stay up, up, I think they'll stay up. Yeah, yeah. But if they do stay up, they, there's nobody in the world they can't buy in terms of finances. But on top of that, there are going to be players around Lingard level who can't get into the team at a team that they're in. A really good team. Or a team much better than Newcastle, who will look at that and think, well, if I join in, probably get a two to three year contract, probably won't be that long, but I'll be paid enough to never have to do anything again, might get a cheeky cup run, and I'll be seen as a hero because we play for a Newcastle team that won't be crap for the first time in 20 years. Well, so, they, well, they could be another Everton, and they could spend all of the money in the world and get all of these names, and they end up back down in relegation battle. 
because these names, you know what I mean, they're there for the money. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, you know what? The, I, the best example. With, with, the, with the backing that Newcastle have, I don't think that they're going to be in Everton. Also, an yeah. Everton on Newcastle is New, Newcastle, Newcastle's money is is different kind of money. No, but there is. I think it's what to do if they have the right structure in place. Because New, Everton, what did I call them last week? TK Max Man United. Um, <laughs> even though the TK Max are quite cool, but um, like there's no, there's no structure in place. They buy players for the sake of buying players. If Newcastle buy players that make sense for the team then they're off to a good start. They have to think that way because they need to really just... They got I, like, I, I, think, I think Newcastle are a lot more ambitious than, than what Everton are. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, agree that. Yeah, I, I also mean, think that, that Newcastle have the money so if they make a mistake, they'll just buy in another player. It's, it's yeah. quite similar to what Pep but does. That's, with, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Financially, Everton, financially, they're not on the same level. So it's, it, yeah. it's difficult for Everton because if they've spent £100 million, in one window and and these players have turned out shit which has happened it's now difficult for them because they're on they're on high-ish wages where it's difficult to sell some of these players <laughs> newcastle won't be in that situation they'll just buy someone else yeah, but everton everton yeah. could spend could still be, be spending but ffp is what's held them back because of but, 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 well because of mike ashley and him not spending anything they still got they've got F ffp in the bag so they got they got a lot of money just to throw down the green essentially have to see teams oh, oh, are top. asking for crazy money off them though and they're not they're going to they were always going to that was always going to happen when they had the richest family in the entire world that owns them but also not only have they got ffp in the bag Say James has not got a sponsor anymore. All we'll I do is sell it to somebody in the PIF, like City have done. City yeah. done openly and basically um, gone. All right, okay. New rules against that, like you can't. Basically, you can't make up and you can't sponsor your team with a company that hasn't existed nah, for X got amount. They got past it. City, City got past it with their lawyers. They got past. So basically, um, the, the other loads of other Premier League clubs came together. To try and stop uh, owner-linked sponsorships, but the Premier League mm. passed it, so you're allowed owner-linked sponsorships. So they'll probably have a sponsor. They'll probably they'll probably have their own sponsor. They'll probably have their own naming rights. Those look. Man City's revenue last year was six hundred million. How the hell Bruv. have they generated that money? We know how they generated it. It's come from their own sponsorships. It's come from Etty Salat. We know where it's come from. New they don't feel do the same damn Champions thing. League. They don't fill the stadium in Champions League nights. Mm. I can say that as somebody who is a Manchester resident right now, they don't fill Champions League um, stadiums. They probably fill the stadium once in every two home games for various reasons. I mean, they've got quite a working class, poor sort of fan base. So obviously ticket prices, etc. But you the know fact what? Just, the matter just, is, just bring back the Super League, man. Bring it back. <laughs> the Prem is the Super League. This is the, the is the Super League. Look at the managers that would be in the Super League. They're practically all in the pen, minus maybe Ten Hag, Nagelsmann, and a couple others. They'll be there uh, soon. Yeah, we will be there soon. There's more money in the Premier League than anywhere else by a long way. And the like, system is rigged like the Super League. There you go. It's Prem, the Prem is the Super League. And that's why, that's why, realistically, the Prem clubs are stupid for signing over. To the Super League because all the all Juventus wanted was some sort of parity. They don't have that right now. 
I mean, you say corruption in uh, uh, at the James's corruption at St James's Park as well, lawless man. I'm feel I'm feeling I'm I'm, I'm feel sorry for you. as 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 somebody who's owned by a not so rich person. Cough cough, Stan Kroenke, who's the third richest <laughs> in the fucking country. Yeah, but say it feels like he's not rich. It feels like he's not rich. That's what. I, yeah. that's what I mean, just You've just got... look at it, yeah, out of us lot, yeah, like uh, West Ham, like the people, the teams that are up there now, West Ham, Spurs, and Arsenal. At like the most at risk of a of a new super Newcastle Absolutely. coming up, spending up everything, and do you know what I mean? It's gonna, it's gonna. You know, you know what is the ties of term when they when they first buy, like when they end up buying Saka off you or something. You know, it's it's game over. Actually, we're getting money, bro. Don't worry, we're getting money. We're getting money. At least a yeah. hundred. At least a hundred. But anyway, I feel like I've 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 wait a minute. You said you'd sell him for like sixty. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were wrong, Wait, you'd sell him for sixty. I didn't say sixty. I didn't say sixty. It was around that. He did say that. He did say you were saying for something like that. It was eighty, but it is what it is. It's hundred now. Don't worry about it. Um, but we mentioned Burnley. To be fair, what's that? I said he was pretty poor against Burnley. To be fair. I, I prefer yeah, not ten yeah, mil off for that performance. Come, um, <laughs> do, do you know what? Uh, do you know what? With the Arsenal game, yeah. If you had, no, we're not we, going. We're going. We, we, you're jumping. We, you're jumping again, Darren. You're jumping. We mentioned it though. It was, it was mentioned. It was on Sunday. We're, we're going. We're going uh, chronologically right now. Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right, so, Jesus Christ! You, you've been on it for the past few few weeks. He's just, just waiting to cook right UK right. Hill. That's what he's doing. He's just he's trying wait. to take over. Trying to take over. That is what it is, man. But we mentioned Ranieri uh, previously, so let's just talk about him swiftly. Watford, another manager bites the dust. I mean, Kojo. It, it, it seems to be the story. Of Watford. They they get they come up. They sack the manager. They get another manager and they, they they sack him. They get relegated. Rinse and repeat, man. Yeah, they they sack, they sack uh, managers like WWE sack wrestlers. Um, look, it's, it's the same old story with Watford, man. So they're gonna bring in someone else. Benitez. Maybe Benitez. Benitez. Really? Steve Bruce. Benitez. You know what? It's, it's gonna be one of these people. Yeah, it's gonna be one of Steve Bruce, Nuno. Yeah, maybe Benitez, one of those. You know what, Nuno, I can see that. I wouldn't be surprised. I can actually They're see that. They're not that smart, Watford. That would be a yeah, terrible smart. move, I think, for him. For him. It would be a terrible move for what? For, for, yeah, absolutely. For, yeah, uh, yeah, for I think you have to be a desperate manager to go there. Like You have to be pretty desperate as a manager. Oh, yeah, you, you you know, the, more, the longer this goes on with Watford... They're going to run that club into the ground because literally no managers, sooner or later, if this keeps going on, no manager's just going to... No manager will want to go there. None. Hmm. You know what? Big wrong in the chat well, says Oli, you know. Actually, the, old especially, that would especially quite, foreign managers, shout. yeah? It, especially foreign <laughs> managers, yeah? Imagine if, like, these guys are coming from Spain or Portugal or wherever. They're coming over. They're bringing their whole family and three months later, they're gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, look, they, they are, I think they're going to go down. Um, I hope them, so. They're, they're certified. Yeah. Whoever I the managers Burnley are and Watford are certified already. They're done. I mean, they've probably spent more in manager compensation than they have on actual transfers in the last five years. It would probably surprise me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I will say this, though. I will say this. Watford have won, like, I think one or two in 13 games. They've not won won a Premier League game since they hammered United. It it, it was sacking form, um, to be completely fair. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't. 
You can't, you can't dispute. I don't understand why they sat the previous guy. He was doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, they were like mid-table when they sacked him. Yeah, they were like mid-table. I was like, why is he getting sacked? I don't I don't understand what their owners expect. I really don't. They, they expect if I was a Watford, I would hate to be a Watford fan. <laughs> they they probably expect top four. The, the ambitions there are very unrealistic. That's why year after year you see managers getting sacked because, yes, some of them have been sacked, rightly so, for their poor form. But overall, I think the club expects too much from their players and their manager, their coaches. So, look, they are, if they go down... They'll be back again in about three years and they'll sack another three managers in that season as well. This is just Watford heritage. A club that expect the Champions League, but uh, I'm going to get it under Pep Guardiola. Southampton won. Manchester City won goals from Carl Walker-Peters and Americ Laporte. Nobody saw this one coming, right? Southampton low-key doing all right, you know. I, I saw this coming. I think the only team... If I'm not wrong, the only team that's beaten Southampton at the St. Mary is Wolves. Oh, really? think wow. they've only lost they've only lost one game at home all season. I know that for a fact. Wow. I think it's Wolves. Oh my. They've only lost one game at home, Southampton. Wow. Wow. That's because sure. it's Hazard Hutu Rebatada, man. It's no, I'm telling you, Wolves. they've only lost one, they've only lost one home game. Because when we played them a couple of weeks ago. They had only lost one home game, and since then they still haven't lost at home. Yeah, I imagine so. That's well, fair, fair, fair enough, man. I mean, well, credit to credit to Southampton for was it, holding. Was it Wolves or is it, did United beat them at St Mary's? No, no, we drew. May United drew. So yeah, so I think it's only Wolves. I think Wolves mm. might be the only yeah, one that uh, beat them. And credit credit to Southampton for that record, but credit for them to also hold it on against Manchester City, a slip-up from Manchester City and a, maybe a crucial one in this title race. It's give, it still gives them a, a bit of leeway. I don't get me going to get twisted, but these are the games that they should be beat. They should be beat. They should, should be winning. They didn't win. They're all their competitors. They, they uh, edge closer. So, Darren, what does this mean in terms of the title race for you? Is it is it still, is it back on or is it City they're just uh, a bit too far gone? I feel like City have maybe one or two more of those results in them. Uh, but it, it kind of depends on their priorities with, with the Champions League come February when that starts again. Um, however, you can't rule Liverpool out purely because it's not mathematically done. It felt over last week. But results like this make you wonder if it is really over. Um, I, just, so I just don't think Liverpool have the squad... No, I, I don't, don't think, think so either. Mm. I don't think. I don't think so either. I think Man City, but, Man City, I think Man City can cope with both competitions. I think that I think they're still in the FA Cup. They can cope. I think Liverpool will struggle. They will struggle. I yeah, just, I feel Liverpool will fall short. Lord Liverpool are jabby though. But you see, just did, did mm. you see them this weekend? Just gone. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> Crystal Palace. I thought Crystal Palace should have beaten them. Yeah, they're, they're the. Yeah, well, the amount of chances that Crystal thing. Palace missed in that game was ridiculous, and that ropey penalty, which we'll obviously discuss. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, mm. trust me. But it could be. I mean, Sorry, Liverpool win their game in hand. They're six points behind Man City, so you can't say it's over. I, you know, I said this after the that lax two 0 win over Arsenal. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, like Man City have this thing of like sometimes when that gap is 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 a certain distance they get a little bit complacent and 
They never like it's it's rare you see him going like you know just going ruthless and twenty points and then stuff like in in at this stage. That so I think like it's one of them. They they're giving Liverpool a bit of hope, but then their next game they'll just win, and then the next game they'll win, and as the pressure starts to come on them, and they'll go ahead and win. So it's still it's obviously a little bit of hope, but I don't know it's, if if Liverpool and Man City play soon, then it's a big opportunity for Liverpool. For sure, they if they win their game in hand and then just keep winning and get to like the um, City Liverpool game and win that, then it's you know it can blow it open. They just need to. I think I think if that Liverpool Man City game comes at a time where there's a six point gap, then it will be very interesting. Yeah, I also yeah. think if, who, if whoever, whoever still... would win that, whoever would win that game, if Man City win it, then they they they're taking that title, and then if Liverpool win it, the pressure's on Man City. It's I in also think, do I Saturday, think, uh, like Darren said, that Man City have got two, um, two, two or three more of those results in them. I think Liverpool have a few more. If City, if City are still in the Champions League uh, towards the tail end of the season, maybe they start switching their focus, and maybe that's where they maybe drop their um, their eye off the ball the league way. Um, that being said, I can't really see past Liverpool for the Champions League. Um, so I think the league is cities to lose, but I think Liverpool would probably be the favourites, in my opinion, for the Champions League. Yeah, or Manchester City, though, that they, they have the ability and the options to switch off in the league, league and focus on the Champions League. If they want to drop, say, your favourite son, Grealish, uh, or and then they'll, they'll put they'll, they have the option to put Sterling in there if they want to drop Mares they could put Bernardo Silva so they got options so that's why I know, I, I personally believe that the city the league title's done and dusted and I I understand that it can get blown wide open but as Lawless said before man once they get on a roll like what was it twelve victories in a row or yeah. victories, like that. And they're, not, they're not going to drop. They're not going to drop more points than anybody else below them. That's my. That's my thought. They might drop. They will drop points, but I feel like Liverpool and everyone else drop more points than them. That's what it's going to come down to. Which yeah. is okay. It's fine. They'll just do their thing. I can't lie. My head, my head is hot because like five weeks ago I went in on Hasuhu and then Ashley Company tells me <laughs> I was on that one. That yeah, man, I ripped <laughs> into this guy like he stole my goal sign and told me that he's only lost one. He got one of the best home records in the league. <laughs> Why was you going in on him? Because I just felt like he wasn't maximizing what he could do with the Southampton side. But then after he said that, I was going to check their form and I'm like, rah, why did I rank? Do you know why I feel why I feel maybe that's a bit harsh is he's working with scraps at Southampton. Yeah, isn't it? He is working with um, he is he is picking players out of a skip and trying to mm. have to make the best out of them. Like, look at the amount of money that these guys are investing in, in in into giving him to invest. He's got bare minimum, and they've they've sold so many of their players over the last three years. They sold Hoiberg. Um, who else did they sold? They sold Vestergaard, and they haven't yeah. really replaced these players. So I, yeah, I feel Van sorry Dyke. for him, man. Yeah. Van Dyke. They sold him. Who did they replace him with? Like Ings. I, I feel. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, sorry, Ings, Van Dyke, Hoiberg, Vestergaard. Yeah, Mane. they're not really signing anyone decent, so I do feel sorry for him, yeah. man. They, 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 I said this like a few seasons ago, right? When because it was like seemed like every season they'd, they'd, they'd discover this gem of a player, sign him, they'd be great, they'd sell him, and they'd just keep doing that, right? 
Mm. And th this was there's only so many times you can go to the well before it runs dry, and that's what's happened. Like they've discovered all these gems and sold them, and they just haven't really been able to find any more. And that's the thing. So they need to, I think, just like I said, so in, in perspective, the manager's doing a decent job. They just need to reconsider their transfer policy and find these de build a rather than finding this one special player that they can have and keep in the team for like two seasons, try and just build a, a solid team of 11 players that work cohesively and just change that up. But yeah, no, like they're, they're, they're doing all right. Also, um, if you consider with Southampton, two out of the three strikers that they bought, you know, two out of the three, if you don't count Brozier because he was alone, Che Adams, Championship, Armstrong, Championship. They, they almost always sharp in championship levels or lower league or levels. They do. And if you look at the star player, you argue, is Livermento, who is a Chelsea youth project, uh, product, sorry. And then you, you're thinking, really, you've got James Ward Prowse, who's been there from birth, basically. Mm. So he's really doing more than some of his parts. It makes you wonder what they could do with a little bit more investment. They've obviously been taken over, so we don't know how much money that they will have in the future after that. But it could be interesting to see what Hassan could do with a little bit more uh, money, because it's a completely different job. Not every manager is good with a big purse. Some managers are really good under really restrictive circumstances, like Daesh. I could imagine Daesh do well outside of the top outside of the bottom back half team, when he's expected to do a little bit more, I think he'd really struggle. Maybe that's the same for Hassan, we don't really know. We go to the team that has benefited most from uh, those those Southampton signers. They were all three, Crystal Palace, one we did mention earlier. Goals from Van Dyke, Oxlade Chamberlain, uh, penalty obviously from Fabinho and Austin Edward got one back. Go on, Koji. You got your hand up. Right. So, Craig Paulson and VAR is a very bad idea. <laughs> so, um, so Craig Paulson was behind the VAR when I forgot which Newcastle player, we might be Ryan Fraser, was unnecessarily taken out by Edison. Oh, that was him. That was him. Yep. And he gave absolutely nothing. And you fast forward to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you fast forward to this game and Jota literally goes in to the goalkeeper. And he gives a penalty for that. Well, he, he says, no, you should go and check the VAR because I think it's a penalty because he hasn't gotten a ball. I'm like, well, yeah, you also see him jump into the, his opponent. Like, on top of that, also, bear in mind, he was also at VAR for that game as well, being that Firmino was offside and interfering with the play before Oxley chamberlain took a touch and hit into the back of the net. So that's two goals that are very, very, very controversial considering that you know you can count one as offside or no, one as offside and one as you want to call it cheating call it cheating i don't care um look liverpool were in the first half a much better side van dyke's header imperious fantastic goal right and palace was just trying to find their footing but then palace did all that hard work in the second half allison brilliant saves he made some good saves i would say maybe um alice and i forgot the other chance might have been um edward should have done better to, you know, maybe hit the back of the net. But if they're trying to get back into the game, it's 2-0, they make it 2-1. It's 2-0 because of a stupid, well, not a penalty, um, offside decision for Oxley chamberlain They're trying to get back into the game, make it 2-1, and you give a penalty decision like that. 
at this point, Craig Paulson should not be buying VAR anymore. This is a constant thing that keeps happening. And this is why we don't we don't blame the technology because technology is there for a reason. We blame the people behind the technology. So if he keeps making constant mistakes, the right thing to do is to take him off for a little bit. I don't know, train him into, into something. I don't know. Because if you have meetings with managers every week and say, we're trying to rectify it, and then they keep having these decisions, what's the point? If the guy keeps making the same uh, mistakes, what's the point? So look, Liverpool, first half better, Palace second half better, but quite frankly, it should have been a 1-1 game. But refereeing, or so I say VAR rather, cost um, Crystal Palace um, any sort of point, in my opinion, anyway. I just went to rant that because I was so annoyed with the referee. <laughs> so yeah, annoyed. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. I'm still annoyed about Ghana, but it is what it is. <laughs> listen, listen, we, we can't do that. We can't do that. Um, <laughs> I will say this. Nigeria for a second. No? No, no, do you know what? Do you know what? We won't even go there. We won't even go there. They already know what it is. Um, I'll say this one thing. Michael, he says a star. He is incredible. Mm. That is some A1 scouting from Paris. He is... They're going to pa- sell Palace him. Palace got good scouts, man. Yeah. Especially, especially when it comes him. to... Especially when it comes to the local English talent. Mm. They've got some good scouts. They'll sell him to a top four, top six side in a handful of years for a lot of money. He is really, really good. And also... I think it's really good that Palace have been able to sort of go past the need of Zaha in a normal seamless way under the one full season um, with Vieira. Okay, I couldn't, I couldn't really say that they're missing him that much, you know. And that shows how good a job that Vieira is doing and how good a job the recruitment that Dougie Friedman is doing. For, um, for Paris because I had a hell of a job at the start of the season and half the team had gone because the contracts had gone up and they basically had to take a really big chance and instead of flooding the team with quote-unquote Premier League experience they took chances they brought Mark Guayhi they brought Alise they really, really looked to freshen up the team from back to front and you know it's, it's paid dividends it is a win but sometimes for when you're a team like Palace it's not always about the result against the tie at Liverpool. It's about the application. You can definitely see the progress from Paris. Hundred mm, percent. I mean, Lawrence, we'll go to you on that, on on that the talk of progress. Um, they are currently, I think, thirteenth in the league. If I am getting that correct, I mean, it's not a, obviously a massive step up, but going from uh, battling relegation to potential mid table. Vieira's doing a good job. Yeah, like you know, I've been been saying for months now, like I'm impressed I am with with um the job that he's done. And I I didn't expect them to to do it this quickly to Tim to turn things around. It's a big job to go from you know Hodgson to just change the complete identity of the of the team and that and you know playing great football, brought in like what you know, like Darren says, some some really good players. And if you look at it, like there's so many games that they've either like where they've dropped points, where they've just been the better side, and just that little bit of just lack of concentration or whatever at the end, and la- these last minute goals that they've conceded, that's what they need to change. That's the difference between them being 12th and maybe around that top eight, really, has been these last minute goals. And that's just 
that's just been a killer for them. Um, so that's that's the big thing they've got to work out, work on. But if you look at it now, okay, I don't know. I, I don't think Palace. I don't expect them to do really much, if any, business in the in January. But they get another transfer window in the summer, get some other decent players in. Um, yeah, who knows what they can do? I, I'm impressed with him. I said to I said to you, Gail, that it's, it's it's criminal that they gave Arteta the job over Vieira in the first place. Vieira, you know, that was 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 more experienced and uh, from the start, and an actual club legend, like a real club legend, one of the biggest <laughs> ones. So that's that would have been the the signing, but they went with Arteta, and it is what it is. But he's showing that, <laughs> yeah, <he's>, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, talk about corruption. One thing on that penalty thing, it just shows you, yeah. When you look at the the penalty that Newcastle didn't get against Man City, yeah, yeah. Um, where uh, oh no, you did mention it. Yeah, you said Fraser was taken out. Sorry, my bad, my bad. I thought it was in the game, but no, but that shows you, innit? it, like the the lack of consistency, um, it, you know, in this league, and and that that's the problem. It's like VAR isn't the problem; it's the people running VAR, and we need to either look at it's either it's one or two things. It's either corruption or incompetence. Yeah. If it's corruption, we need an investigate. We need investigation to actually determine that. But if it's incompetence, then we need to outsource. Yeah, we need to get over this Brexit thing, try and get some visas or something sorted out, and get some foreign managers in here because the English ones just are not good enough. And until it's, until it's they definitely until corruption, they are, I think it's incompetence. It's definitely not incompetence. It's corruption. What's the um? What's that board of referees? Is it PG? Or oh, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, right? it's called. Some um, I can't remember what referee it was. I can't. I can't the name's not coming to my mind now. But there was a referee, ex referee, that came out and said that officials in that what is it? Is it PGMOL or something? Yeah, Pokemon or something like that. PGMOL or something yeah. like that. They said that there. They said that there is massive favoritism towards the clubs that he didn't say the names but he said that there is massive favoritism from the officials towards certain clubs we all know what those certain clubs are we well all know i'll that. take it to you like this there's been <laughs> two two or three major uh, major international tournaments where there's been barely any english referees barring the one where there was a pandemic where it had to be so that makes me think that there was more to it than that. I think that we got a crop of underprepared, maybe possibly even overworked referees. But you, you know what, serious. Darren, on that, yeah, like, because at the same time, it could be corruption, but to the outside world and to the rest of the world who are looking to bring these referees to other tournaments, they look incompetent. So if they're corrupt and they're doing it on purpose, they're making themselves look incompetent. So they're not getting the jobs either way. We're, we're, like, we're going into conspiracy theories here. I'm, no, I'm like it. Don't, don't get it wrong. I'm like it. You're going to have to like drop it. a couple of allegedly's, you know. Alleged, alleged, yeah, alleged everything. everything. You're, like, you're five seconds away from saying the mafia killed JFK, bro. Is this <laughs> No, but if, if some of them have admitted that they get they, they favor certain teams over others, that's corruption. But we know they famous. Allegedly. We've known that for years, <laughs> man. There's, there's, in, year in, year out. there's corruption. When it's, I say Howard Webb, who, what team benefited mostly from Howard Webb? I'm looking at the, the boys 
this way. He was this this way. Oh, Don't even look at me then. Don't look oh. at me then. I'm oh. trying to say this podcast I'm trying to say we don't get sued. That's calm, fam. How was my uncle, fam? It is what it is, bro. I've got respect for that, man. How was the last English referee to refer a World Cup final? There you go. So if you favor Man United, you get to World Cup finals. There we have it. There we have it, man. Um, from teams that just concede last minute goals to teams that can't score a goal this year. Arsenal nil, Burnley no more red cards than goals this year. <laughs> That's a fun old stat, isn't Wait, it? You man? scored a goal this year. No, we have. I think we scored in like the like this one, our first game this year. I think we scored. What was that? Come game? I just I, I wanna oh, yeah, it's one. yeah, Man City, yeah. Yeah, Man City. Do you know what though? Do you know what though? I look at that Burnley game. I mean, obey I'll quantify it with I only watch the highlights because I mean, come on. Um you have been linked with three strikers recently, Alexander Izak, um Dizavlavic and Dominic Carver Lewin. All three of them would have scored the chances lack of that missed. <laughs> All three of them. The 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 chance where Emil Sifro gives the fullback the burners, gets the ball and pulls it back. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for Lacazette mm-hmm. like, not to score that. And um, didn't create that many chances, but the chances Arsenal did create a good number nine scored two, at least one. That's the even even that. that chance against Liverpool in the cup. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That that ball from Sam uh, was it Sam. Sambi, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, man! Like Lacazette is terrible. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about about Arsenal fans and Lacazette. We, we'll we'll call Liverpool fans over their their love for Roberto Firmino. Maybe in the past, <laughs> I don't think they love him anymore now. But we the same reasons that we call Liverpool for their love of Firmino, we we use as as love for Lacazette. Oh, he works hard. When he plays, the team plays just plays better. Can he <laughs> score goals? The answer is no. Get him out the. You know, I, I, I get that in my group chat. People are like, "Yeah, but Laka works hard for the team." I'm like, "That's not his job, though." Oh, it's not his that, job. That sounds like his job is score goals. Nobody said Marshall's like, ever yeah, worked hard. As well, like, and it's like, that's no, no, striker's job. no. But it's, it's the he he links up play. And but he does. And because it does, and he gets, his, he gets his boot into the back of the defenders to hold up and bring others into play. I'm like, brother, score goals. No, but listen, no, but listen, I'm no, going to defend the Lacazette, the and the Martial's. Yeah, your, your primary job as a striker is to score goals. Score goals. It absolutely depends on the system that you're playing. Score no, goals. It absolutely, absolutely nope. depends on the system that you're playing. It doesn't. It doesn't. It absolutely seven, does. Seven, seven goals from a man that screamed, uh, uh, why have I got number 11? I want my number nine back. Score goals. Yeah, but no, but I hear what you're saying about the system, but Liverpool play with a false nine. Arteta is not using him as a false nine. <laughs> mm. And irrespective, the, the reason why Liverpool are where they are is because their players on the left and the right bag goals. We do not yeah. have that luxury. So the simple fact of the matter is, we need our number nine to score goals. And there is a certain number nine that wears the number fourteen shirt that has been kind of, that has been ostracized out of this club. Now, I mean, for mm, I mean, you reason, say... no, 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 for good reason. But sometimes. Yeah. You, the, why? Why like, the punishment's enough? You've done it now. You don't need to keep your kid on the naughty step, bro. He's learned no, his lesson. Reintroduce him back into the side. The thing is, the thing is, um, Arteta can't do that. Arteta can't he do can. that. 
He no, can. He, he can. He he can. He, can't, he, he has to. Can't, he Arteta has to take the decision of, uh, with himself and say, "Do you know what? For the for the benefit of this team, I have to bring this guy back in. Drop your pride and do what is best for the team." And that's well, where you know, a scores that goal. But pre-contract, pre-contract Abamyang and this Abamyang is not the same Abamyang for starters. One, two, when you've got, when you have got strict principles and you have made that just the be all and end all amongst the group that you are managing, in any walk of life, if you renege on those principles, that means your authority is done out. Nobody can respect you. From that point onwards, okay, the moment okay. you he's got no okay, man okay. management it's, though. It's, it's, he needs to have about man management skills. You've got to, yeah, be able but... to take players, yeah, that are that have these troubles and have these issues, and not always the first thing is like, yeah, you're out here, you're done, whatever. I'm loaning you out. You're going to be playing the kids. You got to find a way to get through to that player and make them buy in to what you're doing, so they change their ways. And the players don't do that. He, he always seems to rub a lot of these players the wrong way. That's the problem. Yeah, just, but Arteta's a grown-ass well. man who's 30-plus years old, who's done it throughout his career at Dortmund, at St Etienne, at the Arsenal, and numerous times at Arsenal as captain. We're not talking about Saka or Smith-Rowe or Martin. No, the thing about that punishment... That point, I no, Darren, Darren, he has stripped him of his captaincy. There's the punishment. You want to, you want to, you want to send the way to to Afcon. Fair play. He's gone out. He's, he's out. He's out. The, he's out the bubble, or he's out of the uh, the system. They're out, they're out of training. And now is the time. He's he's back now. Now is the time to reintroduce him for him to come back and allow the apology to set to be accepted. You can't keep doing this. I'm sorry. I don't like what I I don't like Arteta's man management style. I really don't. We are lacking in midfield right now. How many midfielders have we sold out on or have gone out, out on loan but just because he doesn't like him? Lucas Torreira, Matteo Gunduzi, Ainsley uh, Maitland Niles. All of these men could be doing a job for us right now, but we're stuck <laughs> playing a, a fucking 21 year old. Dude, had man of the match. I was going to say. By every single Arsenal and, fan who and, just, uh, were blind to what, the, what he was doing before, before Granite Xhaka came back. And Granite Xhaka is back. This man is. The man that told people to fuck off is back, but that's fine. Granite Jacker allegedly is about to get in a lot of trouble, so we'll leave him out. We don't even talk about that. Um, I don't even care. But, no joke on it, bro. Do you, know, but, do you know what, yeah? Do you know what? His poor squad planning, yeah, in absolutely. terms of loaning out all these guys, could potentially cost Arsenal top four at the end of the absolutely. season. Absolutely. Out of the people that you've named in midfield, the only one that's performing very well and... Very, very well, to be fair. He's playing out of his skin in France. It's going to do Okay. The others... He plays for a Marseille Marseille side who are doing quite well right now. They're second. They're doing very well. Very well right now. um, What's it? Torreira plays for Fiorentina. They're never gonna. They're never going to reach the heights they were in the nineties. Never again. So you can't. I don't think you can blame him. I still think Torreira does a better job than Granit Xhaka. He did do a better job than Granit Xhaka previously before he got loaned out. Or even I think Torreira could Torreira from from what I saw in the Premier League, I thought he was a decent, very decent. decent. He was a decent player. He was a bit of a (laughs) bit of a bulldog. I think he could definitely do a job in this team right now. Hundred percent. There's no way. Torreira not wanting to be in England though. Wasn't that half the issue? Yes, but he then came back and said, "Oh, if nobody wants me, I'm willing to play for the club." And then he said, "Well, no, that's not that's not quite. I, I'm I've, I've got my eyes on a certain striker in in Fiorentina's book, so I'm I might send you over there just to button them up. Oh wait, we can't buy him now in January because they want seventy five million. Oops, 
And now we're, we're stuck with no midfield because Granite Jack and Thomas Party want to get sent off for whatever reason. Party uh, well, should not have played. Party should not have touched Heathrow when they've gone to Emirates. I'm sorry. That's the yeah, you, said he shouldn't have, you said he shouldn't have played, but who are they going to play? Fam. Sam Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bro, I, 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 you know I, what? Do you know what's funny though? Right now, if that Arthur Mello deal doesn't go through, it's looking like Wilshire might be the only option. But here's the thing about the Arthur Mello deal: we're about to, we're apparently about to pay him 140k for on a loan. What? For a loan, yeah, he has to pay his wages. Yeah, <laughs> you may, you may pay the well with it. What can you say? This is this is this is what frustrates me about Arteta, man. He, he comes off as, as this uh, this disciplinarian, this strict, but he's he's cutting off his nose to spite his face. You've not got a striker who's scoring goals, and your option and you're losing strikers. Two of the strikers that you're playing right now are going in in, in a few months' time, and you're willing to pay play them over a guy that earns three hundred fifty k sitting on his ass. Do, you, do you know what I think he's also um, doing? I think a part of me feels that he's planning ahead for the summer, and he's thinking I'm going to get all of these guys out. Yep. So Guendouzi. Torreira, um, he's going to get all these guys out, and then I think in the summer he'll probably sign about six or seven players, maybe even more. Maybe, maybe but that's, yeah, that's, I say probably. Not. That's not right now, though. Right now we need midfielders. Right now we. Need I will say this, bro. If they do that. You guys need to ease up on the Cronkies, man, because you already like I'm, I, 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 when it comes to a ton of money. When it comes to transfers and Cronkies, I'm, 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 I, I, I like we wasted their money. Throughout the years, so why why wouldn't they be trepidatious about yeah. giving up three hundred million in the bank? They're giving so much money. Can I can I stick up for Arsenal one more one more time? One more yeah. time. There are elements of your squad, large elements of that as well, that they their peak years could coincide in a bit of a free throw for the league. You're looking at Martinelli, Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, Tommy Yasu. Uh, Gabriel, Lav Ramsdale, all peaking in three or four years' time, maybe even five or six for some, when Pep's probably not going to be there, when Klopp's probably not going to be there. And that's a really, really promising thing for Arsenal. If Arteta doesn't, is... doesn't get top six, is Arteta going to be there? Well, that's our Arteta. I think, they're giving, him, I think they're giving him a new contract regardless. Yeah, oh, they're, they're looking towards it, yeah. He, he okay, shouldn't okay. be there if you don't get top four because, like, no Europe. He's been backed. No FA Cup. No Carabao Cup. You literally just got the league to, to no, worry I, about. I think that's unfair. I think six and above, fair. But outside of Europe, mm. no. The Premier League is a bottleneck. The Premier League is a real bottleneck. You've got you know, United, Spurs, Arsenal... West Ham fighting for you know, one. I, I, feel Ars- I feel Arsenal's next game against Wolves, I mm. think that could be a big, big turning point. I think if, if they lose that, and depending in the manner of which they lose, I think it could be a downward spiral from then on. Wolves are, I think, three points off us as well. So I wasn't even going to say they didn't even have a fantastic season. That's what I mean. Bro, it's so competitive Wolves, they won't get top four, but no, they're a dangerous team, man. They're a team that you do not want to play at the moment, home or away. It don't matter. He's yeah. also their manager is also somebody. Is a, he's a do you want to keep your eye on him? If Arteta 100%. does dip, I think if you're drawing up a, a realistic 
um, shortlist of managers. I think him and Graham Potter need to be high up on that list. Because yeah, the job, the job Rosa, there, you had him low down on a certain list, Bruno. Like you weren't giving that guy no respect. But you I, did, I didn't now. realize what he was doing, man. I, I didn't. <laughs> do you got Stephen Gerrard in twenty. You know what I noticed with Wolves at the start of the season? Yeah, although they lost their first three games, they had, they played Spurs in their first three, and I think they played United. Yeah, although they lost the first three games, the way that they played in those games when I when I watched them. One of my good friends is a season ticket holder at Wolves. When I, when I watched him and I saw those games, I was saying to him, I was like, there is plenty of light for you like, at the end of the tunnel. Because if you keep playing like that, and if you get if you get him and his back, because they didn't have a striker back then, yeah. and they were creating chance after chance. They bullied us. They bullied United. And I was saying, when you get your players back and you play like that, they're a danger, you'll be a dangerous, dangerous team. And, I, and do you know what? I don't think losing Triori is going to affect them that much. I really don't think it is. No. I don't think it will affect him that much. Yeah, I, don't, but, um, I don't think it will affect him. It looks like he's going to Spurs and Spurs lost 2-0 on the weekend to Chelsea. Gold <laughs> from Hakim Diet and Thiago Silva. Now the question, I'm going to go straight to you, Ash. There was corruption in the West Ham game. Potential corruption at Stamford Bridge. Was that push on Thiago Silva a foul for Chelsea? Do you know what? It's not a foul, but Thiago Silva is is clever because he knows that he knows that the momentum is 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 coming towards him, and Harry Kane's running forward. So he knows any slight touch if he goes over, it's gonna look like Harry Kane just clattered into him. Yeah, so it's smart defending. Sorry, not smart defending. It's just smart awareness from Thiago Silva. He knows the he knows the situation he's in. I do think it's ridiculous that VAR didn't look at it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those unfortunate things. Like, I think Conte, for me, was really the one to, one to blame for yesterday. I think that, I mean, you spent 10 years as a manager, you know, playing free at the back. You played at Juve, you played at Italy when you was manager, you played at Chelsea, you played at Inter Milan. I just don't understand why he all of a sudden went to a four at the back played Tanganga right back who got absolutely cooked for that first goal and I, I think he should never play for this club again um, um, yeah we just thought yeah it's, it is what it is we just it's things like this like we, we know Tanganga has played right back and he has put in disaster class performances at right back and for me I don't understand why Conte did that you could have had Doherty Sessegnon as your wing backs and then gone free at the back with Dyer Sanchez Davies like he's done for pretty much the majority of this season. And yeah, I just feel like everyone just looked confused. Like, because usually Dyer plays in the middle, but this time it was Sanchez in the middle, Dyer on the Dyer on the left, Ben da- uh, sorry, Dyer on the right, Ben Davies on the left. Because um, it was a back four, but then when we had possession, it then switched to a back three. So it, I just didn't understand it from that game. I think that that kind, of, that kind of gave it away. I think, yeah, we was unlucky with that, but I, I can't really complain and say, that's lost us the game because the game was lost even after that. We didn't do anything to, to better us. I see so many Spurs fans complaining, oh, that's, that, that goal messed that, that goal effed us up. And I was just like, but at the end of the day, what else did we do? So, can't really complain. The one thing I will say is, I'm noticing it, Harry Kane is slowly, slowly getting back to his best. Very slowly. The last couple of games, he has played, you just look at him, you just think, 
he is the definition of a complete striker. And I think slowly, slowly he's starting to get in. He needs he needs his he needs his peers to put in a shift as well because it's not you know there's a lot of players that are not pulling their weight which is not helping him. But yeah, I think it's one of those man. Chelsea are a bogey team. Conte effed up. We move on to the next game, man. It's that simple. Can I ask you about two players? Yeah. Like so, I I'm a big fan of one. I never really bought into the other. So I loved Dumbele uh, early on, and I was excited slash nervous when you got brought him in. And Dele Alli, you have no idea what you've done, Darren. By the way, you have no idea what you've done. <laughs> I'm saying silent. <laughs> I'm saying silent. Listen, look, it is what it is. And Dele Alli, I don't know what happened, but I, personally, I was never really on the Dele Alli hype train. But I got why people were, and he's Dele Alli never had any ability. He was never a great footballer. He just used to arrive late in the box and just score goals. There was nothing special about him at all. Nothing. But he's not even replicating the same runs or anything like that. It's like he completely just doesn't want it anymore. Do you know what it is with him? He just doesn't care about football anymore. He's, he's. I hate to say it, but he's one of these players that are earning millions and he just doesn't... He's he's, he's the boohoo model... He's living in a. He's li- He's living in London. He's living a lavish life. He just don't care. That he's lost that hunger. He's lost it. You can tell did, it in his game. Did you see the post he did, hunger. where he was half bare face or whatever while Chelsea were losing or something? I was at TikTok or or something. He's, he an, he's an absolute. Do you know what? For me, it's, it's it's childish. Your team is losing, and and you're posting TikToks like that. That's something my nephew, my my, my seven year old nephew, does on TikTok. Like it's it's just childish. Uh, do you know what? I think that he was kind of doing it on purpose a little bit because it's like, why would you do that when your team are playing, you're not in the squad, and you know that you know that's going to piss off the fans. Uh, and right. people can sit here and say, why would you get pissed off at a video? And I understand that, but why would you post it at the same at the same time? Why would you post it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With yeah, Don Belly, I, I like the guy, but yeah, he's the thing is in this in Conte system, yeah. The way he gets his teams to play, he asks for very few specific actions from every single player. Mm-hmm. You're only supposed to do certain... He, he, he will only have them to do a certain amount of things, right? No player in his systems gets freedom. That's why Hazard didn't really shine under Conte because these are freedom players. Hazard, um, what's his name? And Dombele, they need freedom. They can't be limited into playing in a rigid system where they are only required to do specific things. So for me, it was never going to work, uh, and Dombele was never going to work with Conte when when he wanted him into into Milan. I was very surprised, very very surprised, because you've got Brozovic, he had um, Eriksson at the time, and he had um, Barella. He just signed Barella, yeah. so I was thinking that <laughs> I, I, I was thinking he and Dombele just going to go there and be a squad player. So it is what it is, man. It's it's sad. He had, he had so much talent, but he's just going to be one of those what if players. Well, what do you think about um, as well? Just on Deliay, this uh, we talked a lot about Newcastle. Deliay to Newcastle because a lot of people thinking he's going to be like it's going to be like Lingard and he's going to go to to freaking Newcastle and just ball out and be this big, you know, rejuvenate. Do you know what? I, I feel maybe he might reignite a little something in him. New environment, new teammates. I think it might, you know, new manager that believes in him. I think, you know, he might come back and score a few goals here and there, but 
based on him as a player and his ability and what I've seen over the years, even when he was scoring 18 to 20 goals a season, I just don't think it will ever work out in the long term with him because I just don't think he's a great player at all. You play him in the midfield, he's not a midfielder. He doesn't have the qualities of a midfielder. Agreed. You can probably get away with playing him as a shadow striker. Mm. I'd... I'd, I'd it's, yeah, it's a I, difficult one. I, I was thinking about that, uh, I think, during the summer when we were getting ready for the podcast. So I was saying that I think his future might be as a striker now because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the work rate he's needed in every position, to be honest, but he just doesn't have the characteristics of a midfielder for me anymore. Obviously, he had a perfect link-up with um, Kane in his earlier years at Spurs, but because he had Wayne and Dembele just wasn't it in that midfield, he didn't have to do much. Going back, yeah, Ericsson putting balls into the box. So he just focused on getting into the box, headers, um, link up play. Everything was about his That's all it was. Yeah, so I feel like maybe maybe a striker because he's, he's still got. I mean, well, I say still every now and then when you get a new manager, I've seen minus Conte. Um, when Daniele plays, he gets like a spring. Um, Mourinho first up to that 10 yeah, games. He got a little spring with Jose. Yeah. And it was very much more forward as well. He was getting involved in play. First touches was there. Maybe he needs that move one not one for um, a fresh start. But number two, maybe he just needs that that change of position because he doesn't move like a midfielder anymore. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I agree. I, I think don't he just needs think to stay he... play as a shadow striker. Mm. I don't think he could do number nine, but I think he could do a goal scoring 10. I think That's what as I mean, a double... like a like a shadow striker type player. Yeah. yeah. How many teams, well, bar my United, where play like uh, a, a number 10? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's yeah. what I'm like. That's the only position I can see. Unless you do force nine, maybe. I don't know. He, but, he's not really. I don't see. I see him as like a, a second, like a, like a, like a, a, a support striker kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. see him as a, I don't see him as a proper number 10. He hasn't. I think he's just got to play. I think he would suit a system where they play two strikers. Yeah, and he's the one who wins, gets the knockdowns as opposed to goes for the knockdowns. Yeah, get the knockdowns, yeah. get the get the get the cutbacks, get the tap-ins, yeah. get the headers. Agreed. I don't think thing, he's got. I... I don't think he's got the minerals for the no. the double nines. Have to do a lot of running in the channels. Got to do a lot of fighting with the defenders. I don't think he he's got, got the minerals for that. I don't think he has to be that kind of number nine. I mean, well, I only see him as someone that might be like a more of a poacher role rather than yeah. anything. That's that again. It depends on the move. I mean, if it goes new, if Newcastle is the move, I don't think that would be a good move for him right now because they have to work hard for their goals. And kind of Wilson fits that perfectly, but um, well, to be honest, I actually don't know where his best move would be. That's actually another thing to be honest. So. He used to yeah, go I think, I think he needs, yeah, I think he, yeah, just, he, he needs to go, and then obviously the next week of the traffic, obviously trial is pretty much almost done now. Mm. We need to get three. We need to get two, three more players in. For me, to, he needs to, to go to Germany really... to step pad. He needs to go to Germany right? to step pad, and then maybe go to a team like Leverkusen where they create loads of chances. I, I, I just, I, you know what? When I look at Delhi, I, I just wonder, like, where's your motivation? Like, do you not want to play for your country anymore? The World Cups come in. He just doesn't seem bothered about his footballing career anymore. I think he's got too many things going on outside. And I, yeah, I just, it's, a, it's sad. It is sad. But he yeah, needs I, to go this way. I don't want to be too harsh on him. Well, because, you know, sometimes some players do go through some things that we just hear of very, very late on. You know, so it could be one of those things also. But a fresh start might be the best for him anyway. He's been at Spurs since, what, 2015, 
14? 14. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's time to just start fresh somewhere else, man. I mean, we, we spent all this time talking about Dele Alli. We didn't even play him. We need to talk about Hakim Ziyech, who scored potentially over the season. Right, coach? That goal was just... Oh, that's absolutely been, mad. That's, 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 got a do you know what goal. it was, yeah? It, it dipped it dipped in cold, like, in the last... Because the way Lloris was looking at it, and, and when Hakim Ziyech first hit the, hit, hit the strike, I was like, that's going out. I thought it was just going out. And when I saw it dipping in the last minute, I was like, oh, my God. That's going to be one of the goals of the season. That's top of the... a word of a left foot, does he? He's a lot of fun but, to uh, watch. Do you know what pissed me off about that goal? Is when I'm watching it back, okay, uh, Tanganga got burned on that side, but I can live with that. Ryan Sessegnon, you have, you cannot let Hakim Ziyech shift the ball <laughs> onto his left foot. You all know down. what Hakim Ziyech is like, right? He's mm. got a wand of a left foot. You cannot let him shift it and have a free strike. If you watch that goal again, just look at Ryan Sessegnon. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. No, and if you close him down, you close off that angle, he's either going to he's either going to just panic sh- shoot when someone's pulling up right in front of him or he's going to check it onto his right. And if he ch- if he checks it onto his right, you're in a win-win situation because you want to get him on that side. I just don't understand Sessegnon. I, I, I don't understand it. But yeah, Bro, it's a great strike to be fair. It is. It's, 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 that's, I mean, uh, that's defending these days, man. I, I've been. He's not a defender, though. He's not a defender, yeah. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a defender, but it's just common sense, bro. Like, yeah. if you've yeah. got ZH on your left foot, Hoiberg was in no man's land. First of all, get that guy out of my club, Hoiberg. Excuse me? Oh, he is terrible, bro. He is terrible. He is absolutely terrible. Anyway, disagree with we'll, you we'll there. We'll get onto Hoiberg in a minute, yeah, but. You don't have to be a defender. You just see him there. He shifted it onto his left. You've got to close him down. It don't matter if you're a defender, striker, or a midfielder. If that was Harry Kane and he was there, Harry Kane's going to, going all out and trying to stop that shot from going in. Because you know, we, I know what Harry Kane's at defensively. He puts his body on the line. I've seen it many times. So I expect the same thing from any player on that pitch. Wow. I can't see past Hoiberg. I can't see past Hoiberg coming. It's got nah, to be Hoiberg is t- bro. Hoi, do you know what? I, I understand that you may not watch us week in week out, but he is brain dead. He is emo. He's very immobile. He's not. He's a. He's very stiff, bro. The amount of passes that he has misplaced this season, and these are short range passes. I'm not talking about twenty yard pings. Or, or switches across the flanks. These are simple <laughs> passes, bro. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember the first the first leg against Chelsea at home? Do you remember the first goal? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the first yeah. goal it conceded. Hoiberg gets the ball. He gets the ball from from midfield. So the ball was passed back to him. You've then got two options. You've got Doherty and Son, both on the flanks, open. All it is is a one touch pass. Bang. What does he do? He lets the ball come into him, turns around, passes it to Sanchez, and then the rest is history. Sanchez then passes it to Tanganga. Tanganga loses the ball, the goal goes Yo. in, and everyone's blaming, everyone is blaming Tanganga. And I'm like, you can blame Tanganga, but why did the ball get to Sanchez in the first place? Because that idiot can't play a, a, a two, three, four yard pass. You know, you know who that sounds like? A, a certain man of marble, Granite Jacket. You got Granite Jacket. Granite Jacket. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I need to stick up for and, Hoiberg. And bro, here. time and time, do you know what? Hoi, do you know why Hoiberg looks good for the for other fans? It's because he his ball recoveries are good. I've given that ball recoveries are good. His tackles are good. But on the ball, 
there's so many times in so many games where I'm thinking just pass the ball forward and he's passing it sideways. sideways in the Euros, backwards. in the Euros, he looked great on the ball for Denmark. Hey, you know Granite Xhaka. Hey, you got Granite Xhaka. <laughs> he, he had one good game at the Euros. Granite Xhaka had one good game at the Euros. He, was, he, was, he had his hand held by Freya majority of the tournament for Switzerland. But Denmark. Listen, Hoiberg, bro. Uh, listen, Hoiberg, Hoiberg is a squad player at best. He does. He should not be starting wow. week in, week out. Should not wow. be starting. Listen, United will take him a six. Jesus. Oh, United can. T- listen, if he goes to United, a six. They will have the oh, same my problem we do. <laughs> I don't. Bro, take I, him. Take him. I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that statement. I, don't, I can't lie. I can't lie. No, no, no. no. You're sat there watching McTominay at six. You don't think you want to take Hoiberg? Doesn't mean take Hoiberg. I'm, 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 bro, I'm, I'm, bro, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. They are not far apart. Hoiberg I don't believe it. <laughs> no, no, no. Hoiberg is... No, no, no. Hoiberg... Listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. Hoiberg is slightly better than McTominay, but they're not far apart. They're not. That is, they're really not. That's so wild for me to hear. Like, there's so lie. many attacks wow. that Hoiberg just kills. He just kills them. And you know what? Mm. Everyone was everyone was like, oh, he played a massive part for both the goals against Leicester. Fair play to him, he did. Fair play. That pass to Doherty, great pass. Yeah, that um, the pass to Kane. The, the, the pass to Kane was actually good because the, the passing lane was closed. There was no gap there, but he managed to squeeze it through to Kane. Fair play. But still, I'm done with him. See you later. There you go. Done with him. See you later, Lawrence. We're going to bring you in, not to talk about midfielders because we'll, we'll we'll be here in suit check in about five seconds. But we're going to talk about Chelsea. Um, it was a very vital game for them to win. There's two two nil. They're very close to being drawn into the top four race. A two 0 victory against Spurs. That's going to propel them. It's going to give them confidence. Do you see them getting anywhere closer to the title? I mean, it's not over till it's always mathematically still possible, but. I don't know. No, the thing is, as well, and I, you know, <clears throat> we always say points are better than games in hand, but points are better than games in hand when you're like, you know, at the top and the teams are chasing you. They're mm. behind uh, Man City and Liverpool, and they've played more games than anyone else in the whole league, apparently. They played 24. Right? They played 24. Games, yeah. mm. And no one else has played 24. So. Mm. Yeah, they look as far as title race is concerned, um, they've got no chance. So they better just focus on try on winning the cups. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I for me personally, although they won, I still think they're in the top four race. I still think they are. Mm. Yeah, like, we're 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 what? So we played twenty. They played twenty four. We are. You're nine points. points. So, sorry. No, 11. We're 11 points behind them with four games in hand. Jeez. You've got Arsenal that are three games behind them, 11 points behind. Man United, two games behind, nine points behind. Oh, yeah. So it's... It's tight. Sorry, not nine. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Man United, nine points behind, but they've got two games in hand. So Chelsea's third place is up for grabs. I'm sorry. I think so. It's very tight. Yeah, it's very tight at the top. I mean, do you do you think Lukaku could could uh, get? Hey, 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 no, hey, Let's just hey, let's hey, just hey. say one thing on Lukaku. He should have got. He should have should have moved back to London. He should have stayed in the Inter Milan. We can't use that. We can't use that, bro. 
He didn't want to stay there enough. He didn't want to stay there enough. He didn't want to stay. He wanted to stay at Inter, but when he found out Chelsea was seriously interested in him, he packed his bags and went running. Mm-hmm. Now he's realizing it was a mistake. Let's not get no, 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 no. He just he's just not built for this thing, bro. That's as simple as it. no, it's not that. It's not big, that. Well, big games, big games. He's not built for it. It's a B1 end, he's bro. Not. Do you know? No, do you know what? That's a fact. He's not built, he's for not it. built for he's big not. games. He don't do it in big games. He's a flat Ooh. track bully. He is hey, a flat this, uh... track bully. I'm usually look, I'm the first to always say like you score against who you score in it. Like when people say, Oh yeah, he scored against I'm like, Well, what was he supposed to do? Not score against Wigan? Like let the guy score goals when he's playing op- opponents. But when you're bought for that fee, no matter which club it is, the expectation is that you are the man to turn up in the biggest of games or some big games in general anyway, and be some level of difference. In the game, he didn't even play a bad game. Don't get me wrong, like he had a good um, link up with Zia Kieran there, good first touches. But, but he in the in these big games for Chelsea, he's not getting the goals, and that's what they signed him for is to add the goals because Werner was not adding goals as a striker, so they added him as a striker to get goals, and he's not doing the job. If, if he's not built for, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say he's not built for the Premier League because he's really got 100 Premier League goals plus, so he's done his thing here. But if you're not doing it in big games for a club that wants to win trophies like Chelsea, and you know how the demand is over there from their owner alone, let alone everybody else. Wait, then go back to Inter. That's fine. Inter. The Inter. guy just won a Scudetto, though. You can't oh. be like, you know, he was banging against AC Milan. He was banging against yeah, Juve. Do you know what? Again, you, you, again, got, again, you, you know, you've got to look at. I knew it was coming. The thing is, you've you, you got, you got to look at that. Sorry, Ash. Sorry, Ash. Those goals were not crucial goals. They weren't goals that won the game or the goals that nah. made the difference. Christian Eriksen scored those goals. Inter Milan are winning 4 2. Well, I, got my, I get the fifth goal then. It's, it's Ronaldo. <laughs> It's it's Ronaldo scoring in the in the final mm. game, taking his shot off. It's like Gareth Bell doing the, the business. Like that's that's what he was doing in Serie A. Don't get me wrong. Like he scored a lot of goals, and I think he was top goal scorer in the first season. And the second season, he was just behind Ronaldo. But they won the league. That's the most important thing. But they haven't skipped a beat. Jaco is now next to Latoro Martinez. Yeah. And then, well, we don't really need you right now because the other guy's doing the business. So like really and truly, bro. I like the guy. I like the guy, and I'm not even like against him succeeding. Like you want him to succeed, but he's not a big game player. And because you're not a big game player, I can't trust you to take my team or Chelsea's team anyway to titles. He's just not the guy. He's a guy from Belgium, but then Belgium. That's the thing. But then he goes to tournaments, and when he reaches quarterfinals. He becomes Harry Kane in finals. There you go. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking at Chelsea's games, yeah? Have they played Liverpool twice in the league? Hmm. No, they I don't played think them so. once, obviously, that was in the, the beginning of the month. That was that 2-2 draw. No, they faced them at the start of the season when, when um, was it Chelsea who got a man sent off early on? Havertz scored a header, and then yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it was also a red card in that game. Yes, yes. Yeah, they ain't got to play Liverpool in the league again. Yeah, they yeah. have, haven't they? Because the thing is, I'm looking at their fixtures. Yeah, boy, they have got a very easy run. They've got Palace away, Burnley away, Newcastle at home, Norwich, uh, Brentford at home, Southampton away. That's a tough game. Leeds away, 
West Ham at home, that'll be a tough game. Then they've got Everton, Wolves, United and Watford. They have got probably the easiest run out of all the no, other I don't teams. think that's an easy run out though because Palace away could be a dodgy one for them. And their home form has been... Didn't they draw like before this game, they drew like right. five five out of six games on the row or home games? I can't remember. Their yeah. home is touchy, man. They're not, they're not as trustworthy yeah. as they look. There's, but the thing is, James and Chilwell might be back. And those two... Those that that has been the big miss for Chelsea. Those those two wing backs, uh, mm. completely different yeah, team. Yeah, I, I was saying that. I was saying Chilwell and James are massive, massive miss for them. Mm. It changes the whole dynamic of the team. Mm. Mm. It's gonna be it's interesting. Gonna, it's gonna so, be interesting. So, what, so, so they, they signed the, they signed for hundred million pounds, but the full backs are still the key men. It's a mad thing out here. Hundred million down the drain. The value of the footballer is down to the selling club, man. Stop right. making excuses, brother. Nah, 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 nah. You know what? For, uh, when is so Chilwell's done his ACL? That's a that's out for the season, right? Yeah. Is James out for the season as well? <sighs> don't know. Sure. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon, though. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking maybe if they can get James back in at some point, that could help them. But because even Tusha was saying, he was saying that the wing backs in his system are like mid, are like attacking midfielders. So it it, it ruins the dynamics of the teams because when you've got Aspelaqueta, all respect to him, but he's finished. You didn't or Hanson Adoy, he's not really a wing back. You've got Marcus Alonso, he's finished. It just it ruins the it ruins the dynamics of the team. I do feel sorry for him, but yeah. Let's see what happens. I think we're going to have to wrap it up there, gents. It's been an amazing podcast. And if we, if I didn't say that, I think with the Lukaku discussion would be going on all night. But we do have to wrap <laughs> it up. Um, of course, we start with the guests. Well, for, uh, where can they find you, Lawless? Where can they find you? Uh, yeah, at the Lawless on Twitter. If you want to follow me personally, West Ham Fan TV, everywhere else. Come and join some of our watch-alongs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I know this man. I know, I know, I know. A lot of you, Man United, enjoyed the 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 clip up that Usman did, but hopefully <laughs> there'll be more celebrations than than outrage um, covered up. Absolutely, Ash. Where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter, man like Ash09. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. It's been a good one. It has been a good one indeed. And finally, Koja, where can they find us? Yeah, uh, so obviously here on YouTube, Framing for Podcast, and on your audios, that's your Spotify, your SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Free in the Field, and other socials, be Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, Free in the Field. This has been another episode of the Match Report. Good night. Take care,